0: We've, um, <clears throat> we've been talking about our life's purpose statement for 2020. And uh, we said that in 2020, with, with Jesus at the center of my life, I want to seek to be like him in character, in action, and in deed. And, and I want to serve him by being part of the body of Christ, not just by attending weekly services, by, but by being actively involved in the work of ministry and I want to share Jesus with my friends in 2020. I want to share Jesus with my neighbors. I want to be open and I want to be honest as I engage in community by participating through things like small groups or ministry teams in 2020. And, and last week said, we said that, you know, if we're really going to be that person, right, if we're really going to act like Jesus and behave like Jesus, if we're really going to get plugged in, if we're really going to allow Jesus to be at the center of our life, if we're really going to be transformed by Jesus, if, if Jesus is going to be the center, right, like of, of everything that I do, then I believe we need to get back to the basics. And we need to deal with the foundations of our life. That's what we're talking about This past week, and so for the next few weeks, we're going to be talking about just getting back to the basics, getting back to the basics of our faith, because we want to be a people who make prayer our first priority, not our last resort. And we want we want to be a people who read the Bible so that we would act and think differently, and we want to be a people who live sacrificially so that we can give generously. And we want to be a people who engage in community so that we would learn how to love other people. And so today I want to talk to you about prayer, right? We want to make prayer our first priority, not our last resort. But before we get into all of that, I want to ask you this question. When when you go to the Lord in prayer, do you feel like He hears you? Or has this become this dry and boring exercise? And it feels like your, your prayers just keep hitting the ceiling. Maybe you're here today and, and man, you're just, you're just so frustrated in your prayer life. Like you, you prayed for this and you didn't get that. And, and you asked him for that job or you asked him for that promotion and it did, didn't come through. or or you prayed for direction, there was no answer. You you ever been in that spot? Just me, okay. Maybe maybe you're here this morning and and you have a hard time believing because things aren't going your way right now. And, And now you don't pray because you don't truly believe that the God of the universe really has time to hear you. You know, earlier in the fall, uh, my son Lucas, he was jumping on this chair that we told him not to for a 100 times. And all of a sudden on that 100th time, he fell and um, broke his collarbone. And when I asked him what happened, he said, well, Dad, I was jumping on the chair, and then a mosquito came and pushed me. <laughs> and when that happened, we would pray with Lucas, and, and we just use simple words. Like, he would say, God, heal me. So fast forward a couple months, and Lucas is FaceTiming my mom. And my parents were asking him how he was doing and how his collarbone was. And he learned this new word, actually. Actually. And he says, Actually, it's good, actually. And he says, Actually, I prayed. And actually, Dada prayed. And actually, Mama prayed. But actually, I prayed. And actually, God healed it. And I mean, I never told him that. Some of them never said that to him. But he recognized that he prayed. God answered his prayer. And I'm reminded over and over again with my kids that, man, you don't need to be eloquent. And you don't actually need to elaborate in your prayers. And you don't need a theology degree. And you don't need a ministry title to talk to Jesus but you do need to take time to talk to Jesus. Like, you do need to make it a priority to talk to Him. You need to learn how to pray. Sometimes praying can be really hard. And it's probably why some of us don't do it. It could be frustrating, it could be physically demanding, it could be emotionally. Draining, and, and this is why prayer requires something that we all hate. It requires discipline. If you want your foundation to be built on Jesus, then you need the discipline of prayer in your life. And so, this morning, I, I wanted to talk about prayer, and after all, this is, this is like the most important form of communication between us. And God, and unfortunately, this is one of the most neglected as well. If you have your Bibles, would you turn with me to Luke chapter 11. And we'll be reading from verses 1 to 4. Luke 11, 1 to 4. In this uh, portion of scripture that we're about to read, the disciples, they've, they've been with Jesus for a while. And they were probably with Jesus for some months, maybe some years by now. And they would watch him leave the crowds, and he would go off, and and he'd be alone, and he would pray. And they had seen him taking that time to be alone with the Heavenly Father, to talk to his Heavenly Father. And then he would come back. And he would have these revolutionary ideas and they, they would see him coming out of prayer and he was performing these incredible great miracles and they recognized that his source of power came from above. They, they recognized that when he went out and when he was alone, he came back with purpose. When he went out and when he was alone and when he spent some time with his father, he, he would come back and all of a sudden there's new direction. When he was in prayer, he came back with passion. He came back with all this new energy. And so his friends look at Jesus and they say to him, Jesus, would you teach us how to do that? Would you teach us how to pray? Would you, would you actually, would you teach us how to pray like you? And what Jesus is about to say isn't this magic formula where if you say these magic words, then magic things are going to happen. I mean, that's, that's not prayer. And this isn't a, you have to say these words exactly the way Jesus said them, or you're not going to get what you want. I mean, that's not prayer. But what Jesus is going to share with us is this model or this pattern. And, and he's saying, look, this is a new perspective. This is a new way to move. When you pray, because these guys have been praying these prayers that some of us have read throughout the Old Testament scriptures. But he's saying, look, this is something different. This is something new. And he says this. He says, when you pray, this is what you should pray. He says, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our sins as we forgive those who have sinned against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. We'll just stop right there. You know, before Jesus shows up on the scene, there's so many people who have this impression of God as though he's remote, right? As though he is so far away, as though he's this hard, harsh, and cruel God, as though he's, he's just, he's too powerful, right? I mean, he's, he's just too busy to have any sort of time to deal with me. Is that your picture of God this morning, that, that, that he's so far off that he doesn't care about you? I mean, do you think that he doesn't care about some of your smallest needs this morning? Do you think that he's too busy to deal with some of the situations that you're going through this morning? This may have been the picture that the disciples had, but when Jesus introduces this prayer to them, all of a sudden, everything is different. And all of a sudden, everything changes. And now because of Jesus, right, Because of who Jesus is, we can now go into the presence of the one who is from everlasting to everlasting. And because of Jesus, we can go into the presence of the one who is infinite. We can go into the presence of the one who is all-powerful, who is all-knowing, who is almighty, who is all-loving. And I want to remind you this morning that he isn't this hard Harsh, cruel, angry God, but you and I, we can now come into the presence of the one who breathed life into you, and we can call him our father. You can call him Abba. We can call him dad. Growing up, what was your dad like? Smith and I are blessed. We had we had good fathers. We both have these happy, rich, warm memories associated when we hear the word dad or father. I know there's a lot of us who have a difficult time understanding that word, father. There's Some of us in this room have a really hard time when you hear father because of how your fathers treated you. Maybe he was selfish. Maybe he was cruel. Maybe he neglected the family. Maybe your father was a drunk. Maybe your father was high on something all the time. Maybe maybe your father abused your mom. Maybe he abused you. Maybe he left the family and maybe he wasn't around. Or maybe your father was this loving caring, generous man. Maybe he was this man who sacrificed for the family. Maybe he was a man who served his wife. Maybe, maybe you're like us. Maybe you have these great pictures of father. But, but you and I know, no matter how good your father was, our fathers are not perfect. They made their mistakes, as good as they were. And now here's Jesus, and he's saying, listen, let's let's make no mistake about who we're talking about here. This father who we're talking about, this is not like your earthly father. This is the one who is in heaven. And the one who is in heaven is nothing like your earthly father. He is the perfect. Even if your fathers were good men, our heavenly father, he is the perfect father. He, he is the father who makes no mistakes. He is this all-knowing, all-powerful God. And he doesn't change when you and I mess up before him. And the amazing thing is that this powerful God, this all-knowing God, this all-loving God wants you to Call Him Father. So now when, when Jesus tells His disciples, and when Jesus tells us to pray to our Father, He's calling you to this really intimate relationship with Him. That, that's this picture here that when we go into the presence of God in our time of prayer, we've got to understand that this is intimacy with God. Which means that God isn't so far off, is he? He he isn't so far off that he doesn't care about you. He isn't so far off that he's this cruel, angry, vindictive God. No, he's close. This word Father brings with it this sense of belonging and this sense of new understanding of family. Our Father the most intimate thing, who art in heaven, right? The one who is nothing like our earthly father, hallowed be your name. Great is your name. God, how big is your name? How majestic is your name? How holy is your name? How separate are you, Lord? This is who you are. I have to tell you, when we pray, this is an area that we need to pause for a moment and think about who you're talking to. We we need to think about how big our God is. We need to come up with other words to add to this. We need to be reminded that, that this God who we go to, who we are calling our Father, He is the Creator of all things, and that he created you, and he is the creator of the heavens and the earth, and everything he created for you. And this big eternal God, he has invited you, and he has invited me to refer to him as Father. Which means, Father, I can come into your presence no matter how big you are, no matter how great you are, no matter how holy you are, I can come to you, and I can trust you. God, I know that you have my best interest at heart. God, when I come into your presence, I know that you, you care for me more than anyone else could ever care for me. God, here I am, and here you are, this great, powerful, wonderful being, and I get to talk to you. How amazing is that? Our Father, the one who is in heaven, holy is your name, right? Great is your name. Let your kingdom come. And let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. This is the part of prayer that you and I need to spend time in. We we need to spend more time time in that area because you have a kingdom and I have a kingdom and you have a will and I have a will. And a lot of times we want to blow through all this stuff so that we can get to the problems of our kingdom when we go to God in prayer. Isn't that right? We go to God in prayer and we say, God, I need you to fix all of these problems in my kingdom. We go to God and we say, God, I want my will to be done above everything else. If we were really honest, if we looked at how we prayed, that's really what we're saying, isn't it? But before you get to your kingdom, right, before we get to our kingdom, Jesus says these words. He says, let your kingdom come and let your will be done. See, at the, at the end of the day, there's one thing here that's important, and it is complete surrender. See, when I pray, Lord, let your kingdom come, it means that I'm willing to give up the rule of my life. When I say, let your will be done, it means that I'm willing to give up governing all the stuff that's going on in my life. When I say, God, let your kingdom come, let your will be done, it means that I'm willing to give up everything in order to allow God to lead me wherever I need to go. Your kingdom come. Your will be done. Like, God, I want you to know that I am more committed to your kingdom than my own. God, I want you to know that I am more committed to your will than my own. God, I'm not here to have you bent towards my direction. But I'm here to make sure that I'm bent towards yours. God, let your will be done. You know, the purpose of prayer is to surrender our will and not to impose it. That's the purpose of prayer. What would your life look like if you spent more time bending towards His direction rather than trying to get God to bend towards yours? God, before I get to my stuff, before I get to my needs, before I get to my kingdom, before I get to my will and my desires, thy kingdom come, and thy will be done, and I mean it. And until you can get to that point where you can sincerely mean your kingdom come, Until you can get to the point where you can sincerely say to God, let your will be done. Until you can get to that point, no matter what's going on in your life, no matter how bad it's going for you at this time, I want to tell you, if you can't get to that point, there's no point in going on. So I'm just going to close with this. I'm going to ask the prayer team if they would prepare themselves as we close the service. Jesus was inviting his friends and he's inviting us today to allow his kingship to rule over our hearts and to rule over our lives today. I mean, what would your life look like if your heart was bent towards his will? What would your family look like if your life was bent towards him? What what would your neighborhood look like if our hearts were bent towards him? What would our church look like if our hearts were bent towards him? So this morning I encourage you to surrender your will. Surrender your will before the Lord. Surrender to him this morning. I want to tell you, he knows you better than you know yourself. And like a good father, he knows what's best for you. And I know you're busy. But if he is supposed to be the center of who we are, if we want him to be the center of our lives in 2020, if we want to build our lives in 2020 on the foundation of Jesus, then. You and I, we need to make prayer our number one priority. Like before anything else, like prayer has got to be our number one priority. You know, relationships take time to build, don't they? It takes constant communication, doesn't it? It takes takes, uh, consistent communication. And coming here on Sundays and making your requests known only in our short time together, it's, it's not enough to build a relationship on. I mean, imagine talking to your husband or your wife or your best friend only once a week, and how strong is that relationship, really? And, and when it comes to communicating with Jesus, it takes time. It takes time talking to him. It takes time trying to trying to listen for what he's trying to tell you. There's no magical formulas. There's no mystical words that you need. You just need to recognize who He is. Be yourself. And just talk to Him. Would you stand with me this morning?